You're listening to the Emotional Abuse Recovery Podcast, episode number two. Have you discovered your ex is a narcissist? Do you feel completely blindsided, hurt, and angry? Let me tell you, I experienced this too. The fog was lifted, sure, but I was overwhelmed with so many emotions and didn't know how to move forward to heal. So today, I'm going to share with you some tips that can help you so that you can move forward after discovering the person who hurt you so deeply was never who you thought they were. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Emotional Abuse Recovery Podcast, a podcast specifically designed to help you heal after a toxic or narcissistic relationship. This podcast teaches you to use your subconscious mind to go from feeling stuck to set free. In here, you will learn how to use the power of your own mind to free yourself from emotional pain, move forward with confidence, and experience the inner peace you deserve in your healing journey after emotional abuse. I'm your host and subconscious reprogramming coach, Allison Dagny, so let's get started. All right, so whether you were married or were in a relationship with a narcissist, you know the after effects that the trauma brings. You know about the triggers. You know about the trauma bonds. You know about the loneliness and the sadness. The, I call them emotional minefields and what feels like trudging through a swamp. But one thing I'd like to share with you that many people don't recognize are the habits we walk away with and how to break them. Okay, so let's talk about habits. A habit is defined as a usual way of behaving, right? Something that a person does a lot, often, in a regular and repeated way. And you know what this is. You have habits of checking your phone throughout the day, brushing your teeth in the morning, getting your coffee. It really is just something we do without much thought. The problem is, when we've been with an abusive person or a narcissist or someone who has hurt us, we have established other habits that we need to get out of immediately, and those are habits of thought. So as you probably already know, regardless of the amount of time we spent enduring the destructive abuse of a narcissist, we were all being conditioned, whether it was one year or 25 years. My experience with narcissistic behavior showed me that a narcissist has two jobs in mind when they're with you, and these are one, to destroy your self-worth, and two, to condition your mindset and your behavior. And both of these things have one goal in mind for them, which is control. I first wanna talk about how this happens and then how to fix it. So behavioral conditioning, according to Britannica, is like in physiology, a behavioral process where a response becomes more frequent or more predictable in any given environment as a result of reinforcement. In this situation, the reinforcement typically is stimulus or reward for a desired response. The conditioning most of us have experienced was avoidant so that we could avoid the negative reactions of the narcissist or the toxic person in our lives. So when you're in an abusive relationship with a narcissist, they condition you so that you behave in ways that they desire. Their goal is to get control And in doing that, we get hurt because of all the different abuse tactics that they use. For instance, so my ex constantly got angry when I didn't answer my phone while I was away from him. 
If my phone went to voicemail, he would call and call until I answered. And then, when I did answer, he would berate me for being so irresponsible. When I did answer immediately, there were no negative responses from him. It didn't matter if I had one baby that I was breastfeeding while stirring the pot of soup for dinner at the same time with the other hand. If I didn't answer, there was going to be hell to pay. No excuse was acceptable as to why I didn't answer the phone in his mind. If I was outside cutting the grass, that wasn't a good excuse. To him, I should take my phone with me and check it periodically to make sure I didn't miss his calls, ever. And over time, I became really anxious about the phone. Every time it rang, I jumped. Every time I went outside, I took the phone with me. Anytime I was anywhere without him, the ringer volume was set to high. I was slowly being conditioned to operate how the narcissist wanted, regardless of my own needs, regardless of my wants or other obligations or schedules or anything. These conditioned habits happened because of the negative and or the positive response I was given as either a punishment or a reward. And as most victims of narcissistic abuse will agree, we did a lot of stuff for the narcissist. I know for me personally, I felt like an admin, an administrative assistant, a driver, a cook, a scheduler, a fixer, a planner, gosh, like a waiter, a yard keeper. I took on so many roles in my marriage, but the worst feeling was the feeling of being that servant. To appease the narcissist, we end up rushing to fulfill their needs and neglecting our own. We hurry to their beck and call. We do what we're told in hopes that they will love us and to make sure they don't get upset and to avoid their wrath or punishments. So I'd like to share a personal story you might be able to relate to for my own habits. Since I was used to doing almost everything for my ex, it was difficult after the separation and divorce to not fall back into these old habits. One morning after being separated for several months, I woke up to the kids, they were getting ready for school. And my middle daughter came running into the kitchen and she was saying, mom, mom, dad didn't buy his tickets to my play tomorrow night and the deadline is today. And my immediate instinct was to say, oh, okay, I'll fill out the form and I'll pay for it and he could just pay me back later. If I had done this, I would be coming to the rescue of the one person in my life who definitely didn't deserve my help. As my daughter looked at me with this sad worry in her eyes, I could sense she wanted me to do something about it. I spoke up and I said very matter-of-factly, well, I guess he should have sent that in sooner. She called him up and said to me, after she talked to him, Dad wants to know if you can just fill out the ticket order form for him. And I replied and I said, no, I'm not going to do that. He's known about this for several weeks, so he can buy a ticket at the door or drive the form up to school today. And I like to say, this was the first time since the separation that I ever did this. Prior to this, I could list several examples of me rescuing him time after time and doing the things that I knew he wanted me to do. It was so ingrained in my mind to just jump when he said jump. It was a habit, and I was afraid of stopping that habit because I was making it mean I was a bad person or a bad wife or a bad mom or a bad Christian for not helping him. 
And that meaning that I was giving it came from the abusive conditioning he did to me month after month and year after year. And this is the most important part. Figuring out what you make things mean is crucial to becoming aware of what's happening in your subconscious mind. If you've been used to catering to a narcissist, you've probably had similar stories to mine. But what most people want to know is how do I stop it? And here's my suggestion. First, you need to figure out what you're making it mean if you don't cater to the narcissist. If you are somewhere that you can get out a piece of paper and a pen right now, I'd love for you to write this down. And here's what I want you to write. What does it mean? Those simple words. You can ask yourself these questions about all kinds of things. What does it mean if I do or don't do this thing or that thing or whatever it might be? You're asking yourself, what are you making it mean? We all have stories and we all have things that we tell ourselves. And a lot of this comes from our programming. So like me, you might have subconscious thoughts in your mind that say things like, you're rude, you're not helpful, you're not considerate. So what you do is you write all of these things down for whatever you're making it mean. My answers will be different from yours, so it's important to figure out all the things that you make it mean if you stop the behaviors to rescue and help the narcissist. Once you have figured that part out, the next step is really easy. All you do is give yourself some examples that those thoughts aren't really true. Give examples of times that you weren't rude and that you were helpful. Think of times when you were and are considerate. I could think of lots of times I was the very opposite of the painful beliefs I was carrying around. The problem then was that the painful thoughts I had were just running on autopilot. They were the easiest path for my brain to take, but the one that was causing me the most pain. I had to get myself off of the autopilot of thinking so that I could stop feeling so bad and then change my behaviors. So you see what's happening is our thinking is creating our emotions and our emotions create our behaviors. So in order to stop feeling the way we no longer want to feel, we have to be in awareness of our thoughts and start to question them. When you do this, you start to show your subconscious mind a different possibility, one that isn't on the painful autopilot of thinking. And that is how we start to feel better and take back our power. No one wants to be under the control of a narcissist. And we, we escape. We certainly don't expect that we will feel like we are still under their control either. But it happens. And years of abuse and conditioning and programming affect us all. And we have to take back control of our inner world so that we're not giving that power away to anyone else. So... I hope you will give this a try. I hope you can start to be in awareness of your thoughts and start to question them, asking what you're making things mean. And if you'd like to know more about subconscious reprogramming work and explore doing this with me one-on-one, click the link in the description and set up a free clarity call with me today. Here's to believing in you. Thank you for being here with me today in the Emotional Abuse Recovery Podcast. I hope you found value here with me. 
If this podcast episode was helpful to you, I'd love for you to hit subscribe and leave me a review. My goal is to help you go from feeling stuck to set free. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook, and you can check out whentearsleavescars.com for more resources and information to help you with your own emotional abuse recovery. Until next time, here's to believing in